Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody, to Let's Talk Sports. <laughs> Where did everybody go? Oh, thank with, goodness, it's over. <laughs> with Eric Dan and the ACB Sports fans. So welcome, everybody. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Eric, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing all right. I, I have to say, Dan, I never heard, I don't think I recall ever hearing that first Nationals uh, theme song. I don't think it ever caught fire. Uh, definitely not like Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> they don't play that before every home game, Eric? No, no. <laughs> but leave it to old Pelagon Morin to find it, though. Good, good work, sir. <laughs> Way to go, Pelagon. <laughs> For those of guys. you who don't know why we're calling Rick Pellet Gun, anytime guys. Uh, last last show three weeks ago, uh, Roger shared with us that he was watching the national uh, cherry pit spitting contest from Eau Claire, Michigan, and the defending champion was Rick Pellet Gun, not our own Rick Morin, but we we have affectionately uh, dubbed Rick uh, Mister Pellet Gun here for the show this evening. So welcome, Rick. Happy to be here with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Careful, it's not nice to spit in these days of COVID. Get out. You better be careful. You got to be careful, I yeah, say. Wear, yeah, wear yeah. that mask. That's you, all don't wanna be in, you don't want to be in the spray field. That's no, right. no. Want to be in a pariah. You know? Yeah, I wonder if they have like plexiglass around the uh, stadium to kind of protect the fans from the from the competitors. So who knows? Yeah, we'll have to ask Roger guard. if he calls in the nice sneeze guard. Yeah. Very appropriate. Yeah. So, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, well, Eric, we're, we're actually starting to, uh, you know, talk about maybe real life sports returning. We had a couple of NASCAR races. We've got, uh, Tiger and Phil and Peyton and Tom playing golf, uh, tomorrow, you know, uh, few things going on. What, uh, what are the headlines telling you right now? Well, yeah, uh, I have never watched so much NASCAR, um, mm -hmm. as I have in the last week or so. <laughs> we actually watched, uh, probably a good 90 minutes of it last Sunday, uh, mm -hmm. when they were racing in Darlington. And, yeah. uh, I gotta say it was, it was nice. I've never been a real big NASCAR fan. That's mm -hmm. just a lot of noise to me, but, um, yeah. I, something live, you know, oh my goodness, oh, yeah. Yeah. something, something competitive that's live that, uh, you know, you know, the names and, and, uh, I was, I was just happy. And, um, I don't know. Did, did you get a chance to watch, uh, any of that or watch um, some of it and, you know, uh, kind of building on last show, you know, the, the pits are very important in NASCAR. And the pit crews. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Very much. And what is interesting to me is that you can run with the exact same drivers at the exact same track four days later and get such a different result. You know? Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me um, the, how the cars change, um, the, the driving, uh, as well as uh, some of the environmental, the weather can, can have an impact sometimes on 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 the track and how tires are are wearing and all that so it's uh it's fascinating i never thought i'd ever talk on a sports show about nascar but here we are 
Yeah, um, there the, you go. The other thing that I watched uh, was the last two episodes of uh, The Last Dance last Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. The, the um, really was profiling the last season of of the Chicago Bulls, but really was a lot about mostly about Michael Jordan and uh, his career. Mm-hmm. And it was a ten episode docu series, and it was um, I gotta say it was fascinating. And so the last two episodes aired, and I think I think they got like seven or eight million people watching. Um, wow. And, and it sounds like his teammates are not quite as enamored with the series as he is. Yeah, Horace Grant. <laughs> Horace Grant, who, who after he left the Bulls, played for the Orlando, Orlando Magic, is really not very happy. Yeah, No, he's not. He's not happy about how he was portrayed. Um, no. he, he was, he was uh, portrayed as basically a snitch Yeah, um, yeah. In, in the episodes. And, you know, I think... Uh, Gosh, uh, Scott Burrell was sort of the whipping boy uh, for for uh, for Jordan uh, the last two or three years that they won the championship, and you see these, you know, these uh, video practice. I can't believe how much they videoed mm-hmm. back then. You know, because it wasn't yeah. wasn't a camera phone. You know, you actually had that's right video cameras, and they were fairly sizable still, and they were videoing practices and all kinds of stuff. And he'd just rip into Scott Burrell. Oh my goodness! Or uh, in the first three uh, championships, ripping into Will Purdue. Or Steve Kerr told the story about how how he stood up to Jordan and punched him in the chest, and Jordan punched him in the eye. <laughs> Good lord! You know, it was, it was pretty intense. Yeah. 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 Well, I tell you, we've got some exciting news going on here in Orlando. I don't know if you've seen the news reports today, and it's not confirmed yet, but it looks like the NBA may play the rest of their season, you know, if, if uh, the end of their season in their playoffs at Disney's Wild World of Sports here in Orlando. Bring all the teams to Orlando, and Major League Soccer is thinking of doing the same thing. So that's kind of we could, so we could be a hotbed of sports here. Yeah, in what Orlando. would the logistics of that look like in terms of arenas and you know timing of of games and stuff? Have you heard anything? I have not. I haven't heard any of those details. But they were talking about uh, starting practice here towards the end of June, with perhaps kicking off real games like the third or fourth week of July. And they're deciding whether do they play any games to end the regular season or do they just go right into the playoffs? So I don't know. I don't know. To, to me, it would be really hard to just start with the playoffs. I think uh, they almost have to have a few games to end the season just even, to let everybody get used yeah. to playing in that environment. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if they were like glorified exhibition games or quote unquote preseason or whatever, just to get the competition level up and, everybody get their sea legs back. Um, But yeah. And and then I saw the NHL, there's a proposal to let, what was it? 24 teams into the playoffs, but the top four seeds in each conference would have a a first round box. Get a buy and they'd play to get down to 16. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That could be interesting. And, and I saw that uh, both the Southeastern conference and the big, uh, I believe the big 12, announced that they're going to start uh, allowing football practice in June. Yes. Yeah. Excited to hear that. Yeah. So that's kind of a 
that will be interesting to see how that plays out. I, you know, we've watched, uh, Tyler, my son and I, we've watched a lot of college football highlights the last 10 weeks on YouTube. And it is going to be fascinating when, when college football comes back to watch, but more front, more importantly, listen to the game mm-hmm. without fans mm-hmm. um, or with greatly reduced fans where it could literally sound like a high school game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, you, do what, you put like so many boosters in there and so many students, but you, you know, they, these stadiums hold a hundred thousand, so they could probably safely hold 15 or 20,000, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But 15 or 20,000 in a cavernous stadium like that can wind up sounding like, you know, a, a high school team and, you know, Lake City, Florida, or whatever, playing. You know, right, like, right. <laughs> I've, I've always said if they start baseball up, the Tampa Bay Rays will have a huge advantage because they're used to playing without many fans in the stands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Hey, if you, speaking of that, so the Marlins, <laughs> yes. so that, 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 that uh, stadium that the Marlins has, yes. it sounds like a shopping mall. Uh-huh. When you're listening to it on TV, yep. it, it has this kind of echoey, hollow, like, you're going to walk right past the sharper image or whatever. Like it's, it's yeah. totally weird. Yeah. And especially with, they've got the roof closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so a lot so, to talk about tonight. What, what, what's your adult beverage of the evening? I'm, uh, I'm having a Corona actually. How about you? A, a Corona. I went back to the crown apple. I had that uh, famous as my dad likes to call it grand manure last time. And I woke up with a headache the next day. So <laughs> oh, I went back no. to the, the crown apple here, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, gents, hey, I, I, th- I think one of your uh, co-hosts has just arrived. <laughs> All right, Roger. Uh, so, I recognize the clearing of the throat anyway. Very professional, Roger. How how you doing, Roger? Hey guys, I'm doing great. How's life? How are you, you doing tonight? Oh, we're doing oh. wonderful. I, I've yeah. had a big day, guys. I'm sorry I was a little late getting on. And hey, by the way, hello to the pellet gun, Rick. <laughs> I got to I got to make sure I greet him for the evening. But yeah, thank you, I Roger. I appreciate that. Hello to you too. <laughs> yeah, no longer a first time caller. Now a you know a no. frequent guest. That's right. And thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, no, really, it was a busy day. I uh, the wife and I just got back from Walmart. They had my favorite uh, brand of toilet paper. Nice. And there were yeah, long lines at the Walmart store, so I was a little late getting on. I apologize for that. It, it, it is kind of like a victory, Roger. I went to Target on Monday and got both a big package of Charmin and Bounty. I thought I had hit the mother load. Whoa. <laughs> it was like a double. Bounty's it, my favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a double roll, too. It was nice and thick. Eight, eight in a pack. I've, you know, that's big for a Target. It was a big bundle. Oh, that is the mother load. Yeah. You know, I went down the aisle today. There's, There were just a few uh, packages of this Northern Left and then uh-huh. some Brand X. And the rest of the, they were these big shelves. They, they were all empty. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else there. Wow. It was like, the Lord was with me today, man. Oh, yeah. So, so Quilted like, Northern is your is your game? Yeah, that's. I guess yeah. that's kind of personal to be sharing on a call like this, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just did. So yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so what are you drinking well, this evening, Roger? Hey, I'm, I'm doing a chocolate malt. A chocolate malt. Oh, yeah. Right. From Portillo's. 
one of our favorite restaurants based in nice. Chicago. They opened one up here in Eastern Iowa, just across the river from from the great state of Illinois. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 good, but I'm I'm probably going to head to Jack Daniels after this. Okay. Well, before the call's over, I'll be sipping shock, on a Jack. Nothing like getting a good to milk, a Jack a Daniels, milk base yeah. before some Jack Daniels, Roger. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yummy. <laughs> You might want might want to try it, Dan. I heard you had a little hangover. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get some try dairy that. in there first. Get some dairy. Okay. Yes. I'll I'll, I'll I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I, I I don't want to talk too long. I don't want to get a bad a, a worse reputation. I should yes. say. Uh huh. But uh, I I got on the call late, and you were talking about NASCAR. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys just go in circles. Turn Makes left. No sense. Yeah, yeah. Left turn, left turn, left turn. Yeah, yeah. And and then you're talking about, you know, the NBA going to Florida. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to Florida this time of year, guys. I leave in late April. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible down there. Oh. I don't want to offend you, Dan. But uh, he said, hey, Roger was 95 with about 97 percent humidity today. Where summer has I arrived. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And it rains every afternoon, late afternoon. Yeah. It's terrible. So I'm not too fired up about that or NASCAR. Mm -hmm. What I am fired up about is another great sport that uh, I've just become a huge fan of that Mm -hmm. is only available on ESPN during pandemics. Yes. And it's called Cornhole. I, I, I caught a little of the Phoenix Championship today right at the end, Roger. It was really. Oh, it was on today. I missed it. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So the game of cornhole is really fascinating. Do you, I, I don't know how much your listeners know about cornhole, but um, it actually, well, there are rumors of, of, of two different uh, places that it was invented. Mm-hmm. One is 14th century Germany, which eh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. The other one was not far from where I'm sitting tonight here in eastern Iowa, just across the river uh-huh. into Illinois, the mm-hmm. Blackhawk Indians. Uh, ah. uh, invented cornhole. So that's the one I'm going with since it's close to home and it kind of makes, kind of makes me famous too. Sure. So, sure. <laughs> you know, are you part, are you part Native American, Roger? Yeah, I could be. We don't know. We, we don't know. know. Yeah. I, I'm oh. calling it fame by association. Mm. Okay, cool. Right yeah. 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 So what are so, the, what are the basic uh, rules for cornhole? Well, you Does know, the, the cornhole board, this is a game you play usually out of doors, although mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the games you watch today, the big professional matches, the championships mm-hmm. are usually played in a ballroom in a casino or somewhere now, right, especially right. in godforsaken places like Florida. You know, you can't be oh, outside yeah. when it's as hot. No, no. So, no. <clears throat> but, but ordinarily they're played uh, out of doors. A lot mm-hmm. of times the game is played, um, you know, when people are tailgating, it's a real mm-hmm. popular game. Probably, you'll probably see more cornhole at a at a uh, tailgate before a big football game than mm-hmm. you'll see anywhere else. So, yeah, it's, the, the boards are, uh, you know, about two feet by three feet mm-hmm. uh, on legs, maybe six inches off the ground. And the board has about an eight-inch hole cut in it. Mm-hmm. About two thirds of the length from one end to the other. Okay, <clears throat> and and the two boards are placed exactly twenty seven feet apart. Okay, and so uh, you can play with two players or four players, 
Mm-hmm. And what you do is try to throw this corn bag filled with corn. That's why they call it cornhole mm-hmm. through the hole of the uh, opposing uh, board 27 yeah. feet away. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what it's about. You know, you land one on the board, you get one point. If you throw it through the hole, you get three points. Uh, what's a four bagger? They kept talking about the four bagger. Four, I, I guess it's throwing all four bags through the hole. I have ah, no idea. Okay. So you get okay. you get four bags per yeah per turn. Oh, four bags per uh, per per rotation. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. this game is fraught with idiomatic phrases that have dual meanings, mm-hmm. many of which are we can't discuss on the air tonight. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's kind of sketchy, but. The, the name cornhole really came from um, the filling in these bags that you toss. Some yeah. people call it bag toss, right? Mm-hmm. You toss the mm-hmm. bag. It has 16 ounces right. of kernels of corn in it. But I, I, I learned that that's even changed with time because corn, if you know much about corn, and I live here in corn country, uh, corn will actually dry out you know, mm-hmm. even after it it ripens in the fall and it's harvested to make cattle feed and everything. Uh, and as it dries out, it gets lighter. Okay. So they, they don't like to use corn anymore for the, uh, the bags. They use plastic pellets mm. that don't change mm. in mass. Pellet gun. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, we're yeah. right back to pellet gun, Rick again. Yeah, that's right. I'm you know, n- guy. N- nothing, nothing ever stays the same, you know? It's it's hard to it's hard for yeah. traditions to last even in cornhole. That's Indeed. true. Yeah, I would that's like true. to thank Roger for using the word idiomatic this evening. That was yeah. uh, highbrow, highbrow. Oh, I was wondering you. if if at all it was tied to the old farm outhouses of the day. You know, you had the hole and corn, and you know, it seemed like it had some possibility. <clears throat> well, <laughs> you're right. There are many possibilities. We should probably stop with that one. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> corn cobs were used. Uh, I think we'll hear, we'll hear more about this after a couple <laughs> jacks. Oopsie. <laughs> Here comes Pellet Gun. We must be <laughs> close to stepping out of bounds on this. Yes, I think so. He, you know, he's, he's our representative with the FCC. He keeps us in line here. Yeah. Well, guys, <laughs> I've, I've got to go ahead for the jack. I'm starting to shake a little bit after this <laughs> Portillo's hot dog. And... Uh, and, and by I, I the way, the Roger, I hear they're in Las Vegas next week. So, you know, the, the tour oh, continues. Really? Yes. Do you the know ch- how much money those guys can make? Did yeah. you pick up on that? No, no. What is a purse uh, worth there? Well, the, the purses, I mean, they're small at the local level and more at the regional level and even mm. more at the national level. But a really talented cornhole player can make up to $25,000 a year. Wow. And yeah, I hear, isn't that some? I hear the there's a big there's a big event on the Fourth of July in Valley Forge, and then the championships I believe are somewhere <clears> in <throat> South Carolina in August. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so this is a whole circuit. We we need to follow it throughout the summer. Absolutely, just in case baseball doesn't come back anytime <laughs> soon. <Yes. laughs> well, thank you, sir. That was very enlightening. Yeah, I, I knew you'd enjoy it. Yeah. You guys have a good night and uh, you do thank a great you. job. Oh, thank you. And, uh, keep right. up the good work. Hey, Roger, uh, have a good evening. Bye. Thank you. Uh, uh, pellet gun. Uh, there's a there's one of our 
One of our members, uh, Donna Brown, has been on our calls the last two or three weeks, and she hasn't made it to the microphone yet. So I was hoping she could raise her hand, and I'd love to hear a little from Donna Brown. Well, there you go. Here she is. All right. I am here. My hand was raised. Hello, Donna hey, Brown. Donna. How Hello. are you? I, I want you all to know I have played cornhole. Well, Competitively? I, <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm sure I, it was competitive it had, if Donna I mean, played. Yes. <laughs> uh, we were at a church picnic or whatever, and, and uh, needless to say, there was an 11-year-old and myself teamed up, and then there was you know two people on the other team, an adult and a child. And I was grateful to have that 11-year-old on my team because we won. Yeah, he, uh, he, he was quite good. <laughs> he knew what he, he had some cornhole experience. Yeah, actually, he plays it with his grandparents all the time. Mm. I didn't know that. At the well, time. You, know, you, you never know. It is very fun. It is yeah. a very yeah. fun sport to play. It is. Yeah. And, and yeah. in West Virginia, and I'm sure other places, but in West Virginia, it's, it's at a lot of gatherings. Yeah, where I was uh, up visiting uh, Dan Dillon in Nashville, Tennessee, a few years ago, and he was showing me his woodworking equipment in his garage, and he actually has a set of homemade cornhole boards. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. That, that he brings out for like the uh, Mid Tennessee Council of the Blind, like summer picnic and that kind of stuff. So, so it it it's not a sport just for the sighted blind. People can play cornhole with no. no I I just yeah. had somebody tap on the the board yeah. or you know right near the hole, mm -hmm. and and I actually you know got one or two in, but I also missed quite a bit too, but. Yeah, I, I hear there's a version of it called Beep Cornball. Beep Cornball. Cornhole. <laughs> beep Cornhole. Really? Like cornball, yeah. Cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> beep Cornhole. Yeah. Like, like, like Beep Ball, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you, you I could, could, I could you see could that. You could put a beeper in, and, and, you know, and, and over time, if you, you couldn't put it really at the hole very well because it could ricochet off and, you know, all kinds of things could happen. But if you knew where the hole was in, in relationship to that beeping, it, it could help. Maybe. Now, I don't know. Now, did you all ever hear of the game called Lawn Darts? Yes. yes. I've, never, I've never played it. But We yeah. used to play that some when I was in like elementary and junior high school. And I saw a whole thing on kind of the worst design games of all time. And Lawn Darts was up there because this was a big like foot long dart with about a three inch metal tip. Yes. And you threw it across the yard into a circle. And... Apparently, there were a number of children who, you know, Some maimings. <laughs> yes, it didn't work very yeah. well with the lawn dart no. game, and yeah. so um, they they have now outlawed. Uh, apparently, uh, there there's no no companies that make lawn darts anymore. So, if you've got a collector set, I'm sure they're quite valuable. Yeah. Uh, hey, D so Donna Brown. Yes. If you want to know a beverage of my choice, well, yes. I'm kind of boring. Although yes. I would have liked to have that chocolate malt milkshake. Mm, uh, that, yeah. That would have been good. And Beto, yes. Um, so I, I, I'm one of those weird people. I, I don't have anything near my computer. As far oh, as okay. I yeah, understand. Yeah. That's what I teach my kids, so I, I follow them. But if I had my I, – I, I really like birch beer. Birch beer. Okay. You cannot get it everywhere. It's a mm. Pennsylvania thing. Yeah. Now um, – are you having at least a few M&Ms by your computer this evening? Uh, no, I, I, I really don't have stuff by my computer. Not I, even, I just yeah. don't do it. Now, Donna, I got to, you know, since you're on, 
I'm always fascinated by your Olympic history. So you have got to tell how many Olympics were you in? Where were they in the world? And how many medals did you win through all that? What, you know, I know you were, you were a swimmer, right? Well, actually, I started as a track athlete. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, I did not. I grew up when I, I went to the Overbrook School for the Blind and, and we did not have swimming until my senior year as a competitive mm-hmm. sport. I knew how to swim, but uh, so I did track all the way through seventh through 12th grade. And so mm-hmm. in my sophomore year, uh, that was going to be the first year that the blind were participating in the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. And at that time, USABA hadn't been formed. And so um, we're going to have a history lesson here, boys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're, re- we're ready no for it. Yeah. So, uh, but I'll try to make it quick. Um, so they really sort of targeted the schools for the blind to, mm-hmm. to make up the team. Right. And um, so, you know, several of us at Overbrook, uh, you know, tried out. And tryouts at that time were just, you did your events at the school and your phys ed teacher, coach, you know, whoever sent mm-hmm. those in and they weighed them, you know, against other people. Right. And that's how you made the team. Well, I made the team. And I can remember three other people from Overbrook also made the team. Mm-hmm. And I can remember us when we found out, you know, skipping around. Overbrook has these Spanish-style cloisters. Mm-hmm. And we just started skipping around the cloisters. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that was my first Paralympics was 1976. Um, and that actually was in Toronto, Canada. It, okay. Um, it wasn't the same place that the Olympics were. Okay. But it was close. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was always, well, no, that's not true. I'm getting ready to tell something that wasn't true, but I Mm -hmm. call myself. So I just, um, I did track that, that time and I won a silver medal in the long jump. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so then in 1980, that was when the U S boycotted the regular Olympics, Mm -hmm. but the Paralympics, uh, we still went because they were held in Holland. Okay. Um, and Not so I was Russia. a member of, okay. I was a member of that team. Um, mm-hmm. and I did swimming and track. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time as I was in college and so I started swimming in college, it's a lot, well, I can't say it's easier, but it, for me, it was a lot less stressful to try to be on a college swim team than a college track team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, track, you've got have guide runners and, uh, you know, anyway, so that's when I started swimming, but um, in 1980, they had an event called the Pentathlon, and mm-hmm. it was four track events and one swimming event. Ah. Uh, yeah, it was the 100-meter dash, 400-meter run, shot put, long jump, and then 100-meter freestyle in the pool. Mm-hmm. So I did that event because actually two of those track events are, are good events for me, or were, <laughs> not mm-hmm. anymore. Right. Um, but then the swimming, so I was in like... I don't know, fifth place or something till the swimming came along Mm -hmm. and that pulled me up to third. So anyway, I got a bronze in that pentathlon and a gold on a swimming relay. Okay. Um, Then 1984, I missed that because I just started my job here in West Virginia and I just, I I thought I was done with Uh Paralympics to be honest with you. Yeah. But 1988, I went back to the trials and I made the team and I didn't, it was in Korea. That was the first time that the regular Olympics and Paralympics were in the same venues. Mm-hmm. I didn't win any medals that year, but 1992 was probably my best Paralympic showing. I got two gold medals and just missed a bronze in the 50 freestyle. 
Oh, wow. So, uh, so what, anyway, what events did you get the gold in? They were relays. Okay. Uh, at that time, we had the world records. That, that since, since has been broken, but well, swimming um, that happens a lot. Swimming yeah. relays, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I swam freestyle on on both of them. It was the four by one hundred medley, and I mm-hmm. was the freestyler, which was last. Yeah, and then it was the four by one hundred freestyle relay. Well, that must have been fun. So you were kind of coming. You were the anchor then for the uh, for the one that the, had to be cool. Medley, so yeah. touching for the gold that had to be really uh, well, neat experience. Yeah, I, and I knew it was. I mean, I remember a lot of that stuff really well. It, it was I, I, I knew I had a pretty good size lead going into mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. so of course when I touched the wall, I was so fearful that they mm-hmm. caught me, and they did not. They uh-huh. came in. I, I heard them. The others you know, touch. And I was like, Oh, shoot. Cause I would have made it to lose it for, you know, <laughs> okay. Hey, Donna, do, do you know, uh, Beth Scott or Dan Kelly? Um, uh, I know them were, both. Yeah, they were, um, Dan is a, a great friend of mine. He was actually a groomsman in our wedding and he's a, Oh, a well. great Paralympic swimmer. Oh, very swimmer. Oh, mama yeah. Beth was too. Yeah. And, uh, I worked with Beth, uh, for a couple of years. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I actually heard Dan on a, uh, podcast. I can't remember wh- what podcast it was, but anyway, I didn't know he was in North Carolina. I guess he still is. Yeah. Yes. Um, actually we interviewed him for our ACB advocacy update. Ma- maybe that's fall. where I heard it. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I listened to so many podcasts on the, okay. yeah, I, I remember him when he was like 14, he was just starting to come on the scene and whew, he was good then. Yeah, I think he wound up winning like six golds in his career. Oh, it, it was a um, bunch. Over, Beth over won three. quite a few also. Yeah, she did. So, Donna, awesome. what are your favorite teams? Where do you hope and get started back up here? Well, I, I, I do. I like a lot of sports. And, and that's why I was sitting here thinking about this. You know, I've, I've done sports as an athlete. I've coached and I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, 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 I live and breathe sports, sort of. I do like baseball and, you know, I grew up in the Philadelphia area. So I get that roof for the Phillies. I was wishing they hadn't gotten Bryce Harper, but anyway, they did. Yeah. Um, yeah I, he, well, well, Eric's kind of glad they got Bryce Harper. I know. He'd I'm, had I'm enough sure of him is. in, uh, in uh, DC. So yeah, I'm sure he is. But, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, glad I, Bryce isn't around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like all, all sports, but uh, I think probably baseball is baseball was the first sport that as a child, I really understood, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, how things were played. And, and that was probably the first um, major league or, you know, professional sports uh, games that I've gone to. I've gone to professional basketball, mm-hmm. never professional football, never any kind of hockey game. Mm. But and just to tell you one story about, I, I went to a professional or a Phillies game. Mm-hmm. Uh, house parents from Overbrook took us, and it was a double header. In right. between the double header or in between the games, uh, at that time it was Carl Melinda, you know, the high wire guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he went across the stadium on the high wire and oh, did a wow. he- headstand or handstand or whatever in the middle. But yeah, the stadium was like so quiet the whole time he was up there i I just was like which is so unusual for the philadelphia crowd i'm surprised they weren't cheering for him to fall off (laughs) exactly (laughs) they threw snowballs at santa Santa for the eagles game one year that's right they're a tough crowd 
They they are. Yeah. No, yeah. they 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 were. And I kept thinking, you know, it's so quiet. If he falls, I'm going to know it. Uh huh. <laughs> have you have you ever seen the movie Silver Lining Playbook? No. Oh, you should see that movie. It's about, um, well, it's about all kinds of things, but, but the, the dad and the sons are these huge Philadelphia Eagle fans, and that's kind of woven into the story. Oh, and it's, it's, it's really a good movie. It won the Academy Award. So. Okay, I'll, I'll have to. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, the Phillies, what, won in 2008? Was that when they last uh, won? I can't series? remember what year. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm they not, beat my Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Well, that was where they had all the mud. They played the game and like yes, mud. Now that I oh God, it was yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Well, guys, I don't want to. I don't want to hog the conversation, but I'm glad I finally got in. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> well, thank you, Donna. Yeah, Enjoy that birch beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank you all. All right. Bye bye. Have a good, have night. A good night. So we got Ray Campbell. Standing by. Another gentleman. Gentlemen. How are you? Good, good, good. How you doing good. tonight, sir? Well, well, pretty good. Pretty good. So, uh, you know, Donna was talking about Philadelphia. And I um, I went to, uh, by the way, uh, Roger, the uh, chocolate malt from Portillo's is excellent. And I've <laughs> uh, had a, many of them in my day. But uh, Donna was talking about Philadelphia. So in... Let me think what year it was. 1997, I think it was, or eight. 1998 it was. Um, I went to a conference um, as part of Lucent Technologies at the time. I went to a conference out in Philadelphia for like three days. And if mm-hmm. I had come home Saturday night, it was going to cost me like 500 and something bucks more than if I came home Sunday morning. So I said to my boss, what do I do? And she said, stay an extra night. So I went to a Phillies Mets game. And it was, it was, it was pretty raucous. I mean, you're right. The Philadelphia crowd's pretty raucous and, you know, playing the Mets, which, you know, New York's only 70 miles away or so. It was, uh, quite the, uh, quite the fun evening. I, I, I did, uh, enjoy myself at the old vet stadium, uh, for that. But, um, so, uh, my beverage of choice tonight is, uh, as usual, a domain new page. Um, mm, okay. Enjoying that, uh, but um, is that an is that an IPA, Ray, or what is that? It's a um, <clears throat> it's a it's a country um, it's a country uh, yeah it's a, it's 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 a country ale is what they call it. Um, okay, brewed in uh, Warrenville, Illinois. Um, nice, just mm. outside of Chicago, about hey, bef- uh, down the road we- from me a little bit. And uh, okay, two brothers. Before brewing. we get off to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I need to tell a story. Because it involves the Chicago. Oh, so yes, um, yes. in 2015, my dad and my brother-in-law and I, every year we go to like two Cubs games. We'll see two out of three games in a series or mm. hit the end of one series and the start of another. Right. Um, we witnessed a no hitter, Ray. Oh, wow. At Wrigley Field. Was mm. that the, um, now was that? Let me think. Was that the uh, Jason Jake Arrieta no hitter? Um, no, I think, he, I think he's thrown one. No, we witnessed a no hitter in the bad way. Oh, we witnessed okay. by the Phillies. Cole, huh? Cole freaking Hamels. Hamels. Cole, Cole Hamels. He he was yeah. a stud. I mean, he's <laughs> yes. he's not bad now, but man, back in back ten years ago, whew, he was oh, a yeah. great 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 southpaw. Great yeah. southpaw. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's um, it's really um, 
It lends to the tapestry of all of my experiences at Wrigley Field. It's probably well, 70 30 negative, but I, I was going to say, did the Cubs better. ever win when you go? Uh, the only you game know, they won was the it, one it, you listened to at the car wash, right? Yeah. It's kind, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, what, what we always say around here is, you know, players play for the Cubs and then they go on and they go to another team and they have great careers because they you know, have the X Cub factor we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, no, and, but I remember 2008 because, I um, kind of was, I hadn't quite converted over to the Cubs yet. I was still kind of following the Brewers and Philly beat the Brewers to get into the uh, league championship series. <clears throat> but um, right, anyway, Fielder and Ryan yeah, Braun and yeah, all those young, yeah. really good players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so speaking of baseball guys, uh, I'm really getting worried that, we're going to get hung up. I mean, I, I, I'm some, I'm cautiously optimistic they're going to get a deal done, but I'm just worried that money once again is going to screw things up, and we're not going to have baseball because of uh, all this. So, uh, wh- what do you guys think in this? What you're hearing and, and stuff like that? I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but we'll just, I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm very disappointed. I mean, you know, baseball is America's pastime. We're sitting here with a pandemic. Our country needs baseball right now. And I, yes. think, I think they're jerking around with it. They, they should already have a um, they should already have a plan in place. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah <clears throat> well, especially when, when you have when you have um, you know, when they made an agreement back in March, and there is a <clears throat> reportedly, I've heard at least one report anyway. There's some stuff about that um, says, hey, you know, you agreed to if we had to make other modifications, you know, you'd do it. uh, But now it's like, oh, my God, we're going to get a salary cap. And Blake and Dan, I want to hear, get your opinion. What do you think of what Blake Snell Snell had to say? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have to admit, I don't know. So tell me what he said. Well, I'm what sure he I'm said basically, like what he said basically was, <laughs> and Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, but he said, "Listen, I've I've already taken a pay cut, and I'm risking my health and safety out there, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm going to get I've, I've got to get my money. I got to get my money, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I understand what he's saying about the health and safety part of it, but you know." That's so tone deaf. You got so many people out of work and yeah. everything. It's just, it's just uh, strange. It it was it was awful. He was playing yeah. an Xbox Live game, right, Ray? I think. Mm-hmm. And he went off on this tangent in the middle of the game mm. on the video, and he just he sounded awful. And and he kept calling it. If I'm going to get the Rona. That's what he right. called the virus, yeah. the Rona. Yeah. The Rona. He sounded like a meathead. I mean, my, 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 <laughs> um, You know, baseball has so many challenges that it is, that frankly it has brought on itself over the last 25 yep. years or so. And, yep. and this, is the, this is the chance for Major League Baseball to reclaim uh, – some old fans as well as some some new fans. They would get a, a whole in a reduced generation. schedule. Yes. Yeah, reduced schedule. Yes. Um, with you know a, a different you know a different spin on the game, 
and they're just frittering it away. They're just. I mean, you know, don't you think your five-year-old son, Tyler, if, if they were playing live baseball every day, that you don't think they, that you ought to be watching the Nationals game every day? You know? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'd be watching. Here we are in the summertime. What else are we going to do? You know? Yeah, I'd be, listening to the, I'd be listening to the Cubs and, and I mean, stuff every day. NASCAR yeah. got six million fans the other day. Yep. I'm going to watch golf tomorrow. I, I, I need oh, yeah, to see I know. I, I haven't seen I'm with you. sports. I need yeah. to see that. Yeah. And um, who gives a but, rip about golf? I mean, it is the yeah. most boring sport to listen to. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's it's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, and I'm hoping that there'll be some trash talk. There'll be some jokes right. cracked. You know, I don't really care about <laughs> yeah. how they play. I want to hear the dialogue. I want to oh, yeah. yeah. check did, it out did, for a little while. Now, did you guys hear the other thing? The Coca-Cola 600 is not technically going to be run fan-free tomorrow night in Charlotte. Oh. I guess uh-huh. that there are people that have condos that overlook that uh-huh. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've started happened- putting condos on the NASCAR track. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. What, what each condo owner got was like five tickets and three parking passes. And I heard one say, I've gotten a lot of friends all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're going to be able to view the track. You know, yeah. it's like uh, it, those houses on Waveland in Sheffield. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the rooftops. Yeah. And the rooftops. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't know if Lori Lightfoot will ever let the rooftops open this year, the way it's going up here. But, mm. uh, mm. you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I just, uh, uh, by the way, Dan and Eric, I think we need to figure out how to monetize for ACB this cornhole thing and uh, beeping cornhole tournament. Beeping cornhole tournament. That, that's I Ray's idea. There. I think he's. I mean, I mean, that's Rick's idea. I think he's starting a whole league. I, I, yeah. I think, I think it's great, Mister Pellet Gun, that you would uh, do that. And I think I, I'm in. I'm, I'm no, I'm we're gonna, we're going to sell. It. We're going to sell the bags with the ACB logo on them. Oh, I think so. Car, Carl is already ordered. Carl is already on that. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey. Hey, Carlo was already on my face mask idea. He's already on. I'm sure she's got. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have we're the recreation zone will never be the same. With a, uh, Apparently, uh, Leslie is ordering a mask in every color. Yes, there, there's multiple colors. Yeah. My mask of every color. Speaking um, of um, face masks, I, I got a way we can make money, Dan. This isn't, yes. but you know, we yes. can take we can take our. Um, our thrift stores and take all the inventory and in thrift in our thrift stores and turn yes. them into masks. Turn turn them into masks. <laughs> Repurpose them. Yes. Yeah. We, so we, the yeah, other thing I was thinking of, of is, money. what if we could Rick monetize uh, Rogers' weekly segment mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, have it sponsored by uh, sponsored. I don't know Johnsonville Broad. Johnsonville. I think so. Sponsored by Portillos or something. Yes. Apparently, the website is allcornhallhole.com. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Everything you want. I wonder if it's accessible. Um, yeah, big, be a good question. You oh, check that out for us. Right? <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, Could you report uh, next show on the accessibility of the allcornhole.com website? That would be well, really. I've, be, I've been uh, given a job helpful. to do. Je- Jeff you know, Bishop just, is you know. here. He's going to he's going to have Vespero on uh, main menu on Wednesday. So <laughs> I think the Pasiello group's there. So if this website yeah. is not accessible, yeah. just we, let Jeff know. Okay? We need to know. We need to know. The other the other thing the other thing that's really amazing to me about sports is the NFL is just rolling along like mm-hmm. there's nothing going I on. I love they, it. I, I, I do too. They're, I they're, do they're too. planning on doing it all. I mean, Tom Brady is actually, uh, you know, he's 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 already out in the high school stadiums throwing throwing balls to receivers. Well, I wonder, I just wonder though, um, especially early in the season, are they going to be able to have 
I don't think they're going to be able to fill up like a 80-something thousand seat Lambeau field or a 61,000 seat Soldier field. I don't think they'll be able to do that early, but um, maybe later in the season that that can happen, particularly if we don't get the uh, big wave that they're talking about. But yeah. it's going to be you so know- strange just in the Lambeau field with no fans in it. Mm. I know Dan and I, Dan and I let off the show kind of talking about that in the college football context, right? You know, the, the sounds of, you know, like Kinnick stadium or uh, Michigan stadium, the horseshoe, but all the sec uh, stadiums as well. The, what is it? The stupid cowbell at Mississippi state. State, Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's right. Um, Well, well, you know, all that other stuff. Well, and the college thing is so interesting because You've got SEC, Big 12, like you guys were talking, SEC, Big 12, and uh, one other league that says that they're going to allow people back. Now, the Big 10 is leaving it up to each school. I guess Illinois is going to let them come back June 3rd. But then you've got California that's saying they're not going to let anybody come to campus. Right. So uh, how is college sports going to look well, this fall? It's going to be crazy. It, it, and what is amazing, they were talking about, you know, a lot of these major college um universities are in very small college towns yep and they were saying the seven i was watching something uh, the other day on this the seven home games for some of these um uh for some of these programs like um like virginia tech right there in um blacksburg blacksburg Blacksburg, yeah that, that that is literally 50 percent of the income for some of these businesses for the year those yeah. seven games. But, well, I look at a place like West Lafayette where Purdue plays or uh, maybe even this, maybe a, sm- yeah. a smaller mm-hmm. degree champagne, you know, where Illinois yeah. plays. I mean, they get tons of people going down there from Chicago that go to watch the football and the basketball games down there. I mean, so. it's absolutely huge. And Bloomington, so, Indiana yeah. and all these places. It's so. the whole wink. Same way, same way in Gainesville, Florida. I mean, Gainesville is a sleepy town except for seven days a year. You know, Karen will appreciate this DeKalb, Illinois, where, you know, Northern Illinois plays. I mean, nothing happens in DeKalb except when they're the university's going and they're playing football and basketball and stuff. So, Mm. um, well, hey, listen, guys, as always, uh, enjoyed it. And uh, I will look at that website and report back to you at the next uh, meeting, unless Jeff gets in ahead of me, which he probably will. Well, thank you, Ray. We appreciate it. Thank, awesome. Thanks, thanks from the IAC. We appreciate yeah, I'm, I'm it. Al- I'm always, you know, I'm always doing what my president tells me to do. So. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ray. We appreciate it. Have a good night, boys. All right, you too, Ray. Okay. Bye. Phone number five eight two nine. You're up. Yeah, hi. This is Peter Asher from Columbia, Missouri. One of those uni- one of those university towns. That hey, you were talking Peter. About. Hey, Peter. How, how are you guys? Good, good, oh, good. Wow. Good to hear you. Good. Yeah, well, I, I'm delighted to be on. I love your show, and uh, uh, it's I'm so glad you guys do it every other week. Um, anyway, uh, you were talking about uh, sports, uh, small sports towns in Columbia, Missouri. We have actually a lousy football team next year, but you know, with those seven games a year, the the place is packed. You know, uh, businesses are crazy. All the bars are open. You know, it's a it's a big deal, and uh, mm. I haven't heard a lot about. Uh, how, what, what, what the town is saying, but I know it's a, it's a problem. You know, if, if, if we don't have home games or even, I mean, I'm sorry, if we don't have home games with fans, oh, that's right. Uh, you know, it's, it's good. It's going to impact our town in a major way. So um, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I am guessing that there will be fans in the, in the SEC anyway, um, but it may not mm-hmm. be a full stadium. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and what happens 
you know, if in the middle of the season, you know, these 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 waves happen at different parts of the country at different times, right? You know, yeah. right now the East Coast is doing <clears throat> is getting better. Other parts of the country are getting nailed. You in know, Alabama, we don't know things happen. are bad in Alabama right now, and a few other yeah, places. Yeah, and, and yeah, and Arkansas too, uh, yeah. northern Arkansas anyway. So, you know, there's so many variables we just don't know. Um, and the other thing, you know, I don't worry about the students so much, about um, the students, you know, getting 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 the virus, but I do worry about their coaches and, and the, mm-hmm. you know, the university folks who teach them. And, you know, they're, the, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's complicated. Um, it and uh, it's complicated, but I, I am very much hoping that sports will come back. What, what prompted me to raise my hand was the sort of the comment about the baseball negotiations. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, my background is in the area of organizational conflict resolution. And one of the things that really saddens me about, especially baseball, is that the players and the managers have never gotten along ever, ever since I can remember. I mean, they always fight about everything and they take it public. And it's, you know, and football used to be that way. They're getting better. Basketball has been great. You know, you notice the NBA, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're figuring this stuff out. I'm much more confident that the NBA, and it's all because, in part, because both sides have made an effort, you know, not during non-negotiating times to, have, to force those relationships. Yeah. And baseball, for some reason, has never figured it out. And so then both sides say stupid things. And, you know, it just makes things much more complicated. And it's, it's really sad. You know, it's, it, there's no reason for it as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's enough trouble, um, you know, and if people start blaming each other, you know, as you said, the, the you know, the, uh, who knows, the, the fan base, the, the baseball's having enough trouble today. They don't need this. Oh, it just seems to me for the good of the country, if you could just back up a step and take that bigger view of of what it would do to help the the morale of the country, I think it would yeah. be yeah. huge. I Based agree. On the Fourth um, of July, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I well, mean, even I, Memorial know, Day. Either. I'm missing it this yeah. weekend. Are no, you guys? Oh, I mean, I, I think baseball yeah. on Memorial Day. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that's that's really when I start following baseball. I don't. I mean, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's controversial. I think all the sports seasons are too long, so mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't spend a lot of time. And the early part of any sport, I don't start following baseball really until Memorial Day or even later. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, except for football. Football, you know, NFL is so short. I mean, you know, they're, each game is so important, but basketball I don't follow perfect. until at least. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't follow basketball, the NBA, until, you know, probably January, maybe Christmas, sort of, right, maybe. Right. Yep. Hockey, I don't follow until the playoffs. I, don't, I just can't. I love. I used to love hockey, but the season is so long. I mean, you know, I I just can't. I I can't it's, get into it's it. It's as long as an NBA season. I, yeah, I like, right. I like the yeah. NHL playoffs. The regular season just doesn't seem like it has a lot of value to me. I, I, and That's and the regular season, the playoffs seem to have nothing in common, right? The, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the seating seem to have no relation to You're the right. playoffs. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys, you know, can't you figure something? Just figure something out that makes a little more sense, mm-hmm. make the season a little more relevant. Anyway, I I, I I'm. I'm reasonably confident, as one of you said, that the baseball folks will figure this stuff out. But, you know, basketball, at least right now, they seem to be plowing ahead and, and, you know, they're not fighting. They're trying to make sense of this from everything I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, Mm -hmm. and basketball just has this stuff figured out in a way. It also also seems like some of the biggest stars in the NBA have together to meet um, from the from the players end to to talk through what this could be, you know, not, not uh, I guess loosely uh, from a players association standpoint, but literally 
the top players have had sounds like four or five different calls to talk about, you know, uh, what, what they would want to do, what they would be comfortable doing and relaying that to the players association. So if you've got, you know, LeBron James and right. Russell Westbrook and, uh, Stephen Curry and others, um, doing this, you know, they're, they're wanting to try and, uh, find their way through this. And, uh, but something but, but, that baseball, you know, yeah, no, I think you're right. But, and I think, um, it's not, you know, um, the players, you know, it's always the same thing. It's the, the quote unquote littler guys. that always gets the, the, the blowback. I'm not saying that the players, sure. you know, they have, they make lots of money. I don't have, I don't feel particularly sorry for them, but the owners can hide behind more things than the players can in these kinds of things. And that's when, right. so when people start blaming the players, I, I, you know, I just want us to remember that there are two sides to all of this and the owners can hide behind whatever yet the play, the players can't, you know, so let's not just blame the players for this. Um, no, I agree. But m- most of the time, the, the, the more controversial statements that make it to the public are, are the players. Yeah. Um, that's, that's right. They're, they're, they're the, the personalities. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think that's right. But some of the owners, I mean, if you, uh, you, you know, sometimes they say ridiculous things too. It's just, you know, it doesn't make the, uh, doesn't, you know, you, you hear about it three or four years later, you know, after the fact, you know, and they're talking mm-hmm. about history. Then, mm-hmm. oh, it, you know, so is that what the Tampa, and uh, no disrespect to the Tampa Bay, is yes. that what the Tampa Bay guy said four years ago? Well, that makes more sense. Well, why didn't they cover that, you know, during the, you know what I'm trying to say? It just, yeah, I, I just, I just get a little bit leery when the players seem to get all the blame. Um, I'm not saying yeah. they don't deserve some of it or maybe even most of it, but it's really not all of it. Um, that's right. So that's my mm-hmm. rant on that particular mm-hmm. subject. Listen, um, while I while I'm on the phone, Leslie, if you're listening, we at Friends and Art do want to give give stuff to the auction. So please get a hold of me. I can I can lost your email address. Okay. So we at Friends and Art are 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 going to contribute something if it's not too late. It's not too late, and I'm sure she's okay. listening right now. I think I just heard a yippee on the other side okay. of the house, so we're good, Peter. All right, well, good. Uh, so ask her to shoot me an email, and we'll 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 figure it out. Okay, um, thanks. Yeah. Anyway, I, I am. Um, you know, we in Missouri are. You know, I mean, Columbia is is college football and college basketball, uh, and that's you know we are. You know, and our both our teams are terrible. Uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, and of course the football team are all terrible. I don't have much hope, but I do hope there's a season. You know, uh, uh, so that's then. But and I think there will be actually uh, the, the issue is going to be the fans. The other thing that I find one more thing, and then I'll shut up if you want me to, is um, one of the things I find sort of amazing about all this stuff is there is they're saying, you know, f- folks who are elder, you know, who are older fans probably shouldn't go to this event. You know, mm-hmm. stay home. Or oh, okay, that makes sense. But who has the money, right? It's, oh. You know, the older fans are the ones who get the season tickets. Right. Oh, I, so I guarantee you. Is, yeah, they, they're the, the, the boosters. They're yeah. the ones yeah. sitting yeah. at the fifty-yard line in half court because they've given a half a million dollars to the university. That's right. So, exactly. so yeah. you're saying you're saying to the fans, those fans, okay, you 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 know, you want to spend thousands of dollars. We want you to spend thousands of dollars, but don't go to the game. I mean, it makes no sense at all. That's a great idea. That's a great idea, Peter. You know, you tell all the young people to stay home so you can't infect the old people. Mm-hmm. Just let the old. People. I like. Yeah. Like no, stu- but, but most stu- of the most of the noise. I mean, if, you know, I used to go to a lot of Missouri <laughs> Missouri home games. A lot of the noise comes from the student side. So you know, I mean, the, we we older fans don't cheer as much. You know, it's it's the students that 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 that, that get the noise. You know, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the answer is, but this idea, you know, that, 
older folks should buy, should spend their money and not go to the game, to me, makes absolutely no sense. I mean, the, the, it, it's just totally irrational. I don't know what the solution is, but but making that kind of message is not the answer. Uh, <laughs> you can, you can, you can self quarantine them in the stadiums and the suites. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, well, there, there's only so much. You know, I don't know how paid for. You know, <laughs> well, they probably would. I mean, it's, I, mean I don't know how many suites there are in, the, in these stadiums, and I'm sure they're all packed. You know, yeah. um, but all it takes is one. You know, it's one of the things that this pandemic is so scary. It only takes one person who's asymptomatic. You know, you hear these stories all the time. Who just cause, and it's it's not the asymptomatic person's fault. You yeah. know, uh, you know, it, it, it just and, and they spread it and. You know that's what's going on in all these meat packing plants and other places. It's 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 sure. it's, it's kind of scary. Now, but now I watch sports. You mentioned this, Peter. I got to tell you, there's a travis travesty brewing right now. So if baseball does come back, but apparently the meat packing plant in Iowa that makes the Dodger dog is having a severe uh, COVID nineteen outbreak, and so we are no they are worried. They are worried oh that if the Dodgers come back, they may not have the Dodger dog. So I hadn't heard that. I wonder how many other sports are affected by all this. Yeah, you know, it can't just be the Dodgers. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, I know nothing about the difference between Dodger dogs and and Philly dogs. I can't imagine that they're, they taste that much different. But you know, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I, I have I, never had I'm a Dodger. Really, dog. I'm really <laughs> worried with the cornhole tour with Johnsonville Brats and what that could do with the meatpacking outbreak there. I think I think and, the and, Philly and, dog and, leaves a bad aftertaste in your mouth when you're done. Philly dog, disgusting. Oh, those are fighting words for those Philly <laughs> fans out there, Eric. Be careful. It's gotten a little more yeah. bitter since they got a little uh, Bryce Harper action there. A little tummy trouble. Yeah. That's right. That was not one of their smartest moves. That's uh, I don't know. I'm not a Phillies fan, but uh, they I'm can glad have the them. Yeah, they can have them. As far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I you know, I, it, it, this stuff is scary, and you know, anybody who says it's not, I think is is not. Is not paying attention, and uh, you know I really want sports. I love sports, and I want I want this stuff to come back um, as we as we all do. And I actually I I haven't followed the the, the, the NASCAR, but I am planning to to watch to, to listen to the golf thing and on Sirius XM tomorrow. I, I'm really curious. I, I think golf is also a dopey sport, but I, as you said, I'm I'm curious to know the the um, trash talk and all that. What what actually yeah. happens? I don't That's even care who wins. No, yeah, I, I don't even care who wins. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> I it's it's less about the game; it's more an entertainment but, thing. You know, it's like exactly. Oh, I exactly. got to tell you, yeah. two yeah. years ago, I guess was it two years ago when Tiger played Phil there in that match in Vegas, in Vegas somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Leslie and I were actually in Vegas at a sports book when that was going on, and oh my god, I mean, the whole place would go nuts every time they'd hit a putt, and they'd go ah, you know, because it was like. These people were betting on every hole. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was wild to see the excitement at a golf tournament. That, that's the way sports, you know, golf should be played. I mean, they were cheering and cussing and screaming every time they hit the putt. It, it was wild. So That's great. I love All it. All right, Peter. Hey, yeah, we, we actually haven't talked. Oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh, by the way, what, say, what you is know, your adult beverage of the evening? We didn't hear about your Oh, I'm drinking an, ang- an angry orchard. 
An A? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every orchard. Okay, yeah. Yeah, hard cider. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Hard cider. And, uh, you know, um, I got into that when I moved out here to Columbia. Uh, and I think I think they're terrific. I don't like the, the sweet cider. I like the more, uh, I don't know the word bitter, or I'm not sure quite the, what the right word is. But it's good. I'm, I'm very pleased. So uh, that's, that's what I'm drinking. Um, I, I hadn't thought about this, but the whole betting angle on sports What's going to happen if, you know, for the, the, you know, I mean, gambling is a huge part of the sports scene as much as I don't bet, mm. but, um, that's, that's a, that's a big deal. How's, how's that going to impact the, you know, the gambling if there's no sports? What are these, well, what are these gamblers going to do? Well, you would be amazed what they're gambling on now. I was just talking to know, my, my brother-in-law. Yes. They, they are gambling on the Korean baseball games. Yes. That's a big deal. And, of course, NASCAR right. coming back, you, they've never had so much money bet on a NASCAR race as they've had. That's true, yeah. So, so Dan, I have yeah. something to share. Okay, yes. so I saw this earlier this week. A guy hit a 10-game parlay yeah. in table tennis. <laughs> he put 100 bucks down. Yeah. Oh, that paid good. Won 24 grand. Oh yeah, that paid good. <laughs> that paid really good. Yeah. It, was the, it was the Ukrainian or Russian. It was Eastern Eastern the European Eastern Bloc table tennis oh, yeah, yeah, championship. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh my and, god. Yeah. Um, well, and they're now. My brother-in-law said they're now they're now offering drive-through sports betting, so you can you know like you would drive through a. Can bank. you get your COVID check too? Yeah, you like, can. You can now. place a bet. You can drive through and make your sports wagers, uh, you know, at a lot of the casinos in Vegas. Yeah. So, hey, Eric. That's, uh, that's, that's, well, thank you for your time. And I, you know, I'm praying like the rest of you all, we, we, you know, get our sports back here and maybe it'll happen around the 4th of July. And it maybe the NBA will be, will, will be ahead of the baseball folks. That, that wouldn't shock me from when I, but that's what I'm hearing right now that the NBA it will. wouldn't shock me either. Yeah, as a a, a baseball fan, they got to get it done. I just they they have to. By the time we get to the Fourth of July, you know what? Fourth of July, David Cohn, perfect game. You know, you gotta you gotta get there. You just gotta get there. Yeah. And the Fourth of July is not the same without baseball. I mean, even I, who doesn't pay attention to baseball until after the All Star game, really, that's what really when I begin to focus on it. Sure. Even I. Uh, you know, look forward to the Fourth of July games. You know, that's yeah. that's that's pretty. It is pretty pretty cool. So anyway, well, well thank well, you, thank Peter. You guys have a good for evening your, for your time. Yeah, well, I appreciate and, it. Have a good evening, Wesley. Yeah, somebody, please ask Wesley to email me, and we'll we'll figure it out. I w- I most certainly will. Go okay. go Tigers. Have a good night, guys. Okay, bye. Yeah, right. thank you. Take care. Bye. Pellet gun. I hear you're back. <laughs> Eric, are you there? I am. I I uh, Rick. Well, Rick is back in, but I, when he 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 um, he had to exit for a second, it sounded like, and it said you had become the host. Okay. So you you he may not have uh, he may not have co-host privileges at this point in time. You you and I I think are both co-hosts. Uh, I heard. Yeah, I am not sure how where to go to see who's around. Is there a way to um, maybe Rick has his hand raised and we can at least do you have the ability to unmute him? Maybe he can. He does not have his hand raised. Let's see. 
While you're taking a look for him, I'll talk sports a little bit. Um, what was interesting when we were talking about the National Basketball Association, uh, the Orlando Magic were uh, put together and their first year was 1989-1990. The Detroit uh, you know, uh, Pistons were the defending yep. champions, you know, with, with that wonderful, great team with Lambeer and uh, so you Dan, know, when Isaiah you're done, Thomas. I yeah. figured this out. So. Oh, cool. But please awesome. continue. Yes. Yep. And so this group of local businessmen put the Orlando Magic together with the help of Pat Williams, who was their general manager and, you know, uh, marketeer uh, per ex excellence. And they paid $32 million to, to get into the NBA with the Orlando Magic in 1989, 1990. The last I heard, the Magic, which are not by any means a you know premier franchise in the NBA, were worth $1.2 billion. So wow. that just tells you, I mean, I know there's been a little inflation, but there hasn't been that much inflation. <laughs> so, so owning a professional sports team, whether it be the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or NHL, I'm telling you, it is a – these guys have fun, and it's kind of a pastime of theirs for these guys that are already really wealthy. But I am telling you, it, they, are, they are really very valuable assets. Hey guys, hey, guys, I'm back. Hey, uh, right. hey, pellet gun. Now, I, <laughs> Eric is still the host. Okay. Yeah. Because this isn't my account, when I came, I got knocked out. When I came back in, I'm just, you know, one of the participants and I couldn't unmute myself. Uh, so Jeff unmuted me. Eric, if, if you're as the host, if you make me co host, sure. then I can, I can keep doing what I was doing. Um, can great. I, can I, can I just play Pelican for a second though? And sure, sure. Hey, you, you can take over, man. I'm actually I'm done. here. <laughs> so Mr. Hansen has his hand raised. There you go. Now, Tom and Hansen. And Mr. Hansen. Hey. Hey. Hello, Tom Hansen. Hey, Dan, how you doing? I'm doing great. Congratulations on a very successful Florida Council of the Blind convention with your, uh, you know, the the uh, the uh, guide dog user panel was fantastic, and uh, they did a great job. I was very pleased with it. And I have to tell you a special thank you. On our last show, we we had talked about Eddie Matthews. And you sent me a uh, plethora of information on Eddie Matthews. I think I could win most any trivia contest if a Eddie Matthews question comes up now. So uh, I, I like the fact that he hit his 500th home run off of Juan Marichal. I thought that was pretty cool. As a Texas, as a Houston Astro. As a Houston Astro, yeah, yeah. So... Um, do you know who Atlanta got to play third base that made Eddie Matthews expendable? Uh, was it Evans? No. No? Nope. I don't know then. Cletus Boyer. Cletus Boyer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, my thing, I'm going to ask the question while I'm going to talk about several other things and I'll come back for the answer. There is another player that is. Uh, synonymous with the three franchises of the Braves. Mm -hmm. There is one pitcher in the major leagues, of course, that yeah. beat all three teams in, that, in their location as the Braves. 
So he beat them as a Boston Brave, as a Milwaukee Brave, and as an Atlanta Brave. You think wow. about that, and near the end, we'll figure out who it is if you haven't figured it out by then. I was thinking about a guy who pitched till he was almost 50. Was it Hoyt Wilhelm? No. Oh, he was a relief pitcher, but I thought it was a good guess. Yeah, that was a good try. We'll talk a little more because he has some I don't really think his parents liked him very much. Him. Hoyt. Hoyt's Hoyt. not a good name. Yeah, that was funny. That's a last Hoyt, name. I think Hoyt was his brother or something. Uh. <laughs> um, interesting, if you ever want to think a great football debate, mm-hmm. who has the best draft class ever? And I think it boils down to the uh, 1974 Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. They drafted um, Stallworth, Swan, Mike Mm -hmm. Webster, and I'm forgetting somebody. uh, Was it maybe Jack Ham, the middle linebacker? Jack Lambert. Oh, Jack Lambert. Okay, yeah. And Green Bay in 1958. Wow. Drafted Dan Curry, Jim Taylor. Ray Nitsky and Jerry Kramer. Wow. Sometime debate on who's the better, the better class. The rest of the players were not that significant. Those were the four on each side that who made them a, a better team for a longer time. And I, Terry I, I, Bradshaw couldn't have gotten much done. Looking at the uh, wow. history of drafts and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that made Terry Bradshaw's career, Stallworth and Swan. Jeez. Yes, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And led him to what? Three Super Bowls, I think that crew won. Four. Four. Yeah. Where um, Green Bay's, well, they won, being 58, they won the, what, five out of seven championships mm-hmm. in the first two Super Bowls. And they probably would have won Super Bowls if they had them back then, but. Um, yeah, it was a very interesting thought, and um, I think someday it would be a, a great debate on either side. And, well, Tom, um, I'll, I'll have to tell you a, 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 a Spoon family story that's a little bit tied to your Green Bay Packers. But in 1953, my dad played for the Tennessee Volunteers, and they played the Alabama Crimson Tide in Birmingham. And it was broadcast on national TV, one of the first national TV games, Tennessee, Alabama. And my dad was kind of the, the second string in for, for the Tennessee Volunteers that year. But the way, if you can believe this, the way college football worked in 1953, they had what they called the single platoon. So if you had to play both offense and defense, and if you came out of the game, you were not allowed back in until the next quarter. So those were the rules. And so my dad was primarily an offensive end, but, but you know, when, when the ball changed over in the second quarter and Tennessee was on defense, he was playing defense. And the starting quarterback for, for Alabama rolled out and dad happened to get a good lick at him, on him and sent him out of the game and his backup quarterback came in and performed flawlessly, and Alabama won the game. And his name was Bart Starr. Oh, my god! So to this day, my dad, he claims that he created Bart Starr because he knocked the starting quarterback <laughs> out of the game. Break. Gave him his big break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Did you realize Bart Starr was a 17th round draft choice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, and, and uh, didn't play too much until um, Lombardi came. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he was a great field general, right? So he, He's an all-time Packer history. He's uh, number one. Yeah. Yeah. And he just passed away, right? Within the last yeah, year, very yeah, in the last year or two, yeah, it was very, he was yeah, not, very not too... active with um, uh, a, a boys' ranch up in uh, Wisconsin, in... Uh, Boys Town, I think it's called, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of those that he really it... devoted a lot of time to. And Jerry oh. Kramer, the guard who was the, you know, the guy on the, in the ice bowl on fourth and one against the Cowboys, right? When Lombardi decided to go for it and the quarterback sneaked over yep. Jerry Kramer and scored the winning touchdown. Kramer never did make it, I don't think, into the Hall of Fame. No, he just did. Oh, did he just, just make it? Last year. Oh, last wow. Because okay. yeah. I know that was like, a, a, it was just a travesty for so long that he never yeah, got in. Really, his daughter really... Marshaled a big effort, and yes, he finally got and gave a terrific um, acceptance speech. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like Ron Ron Santo with the Cubs that took him forever. To yeah, it's ridiculous. He wasn't alive yeah. to, to yeah. be. There. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about some other older baseball players. I think some facts you might enjoy. I was looking up. Okay. Steve Moyer, who. Played for a lot of teams. He signed with the Cubs originally. I remember Jamie Moyer. He played till he was what forty seven, yeah, or yeah. something like that. I had I had him on my fantasy baseball team when he was pitching for the Seattle Mariners, and he so was good. He did well for yeah. them. Yes, so he pitched very well for Seattle. Um, but the, <clears throat> in his career, um, he pitched in fifty different major league stadiums. Hmm. The only one he never did was the new one in Minneapolis. Okay. I mean, I, I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Hold on. So, 522, which is, you probably don't want to be known that I give up more home runs to any. Rather dubious. Yeah. He gave up how many home runs? 522. Wow. Didn't Dave Kingman hit like 522 or somebody? <laughs> like, holy cow. When, when did Target Field open in, in Minneapolis? Was that like 2010, maybe, or 2009? Maybe it is that. Um, Has it been that long? Wow, we'll have to have somebody from uh, yeah. Minneapolis call a, call in. But, yeah, has it been that long? Yeah. Be, oh, because, they, because he pitched in um, 012 for Colorado. I mean, uh, an old 12. He pitched in 2012, <laughs> yeah, for Colorado. Wow. Man, why would you he want to go there at the end? Man, of the how, many, how many dingers did he give up there? <laughs> 46 the years of, old in Colorado. Guy, oh, no, man. No, yeah, no, nothing else. He only pitched man. three months out there and then gave it up. He was <laughs> two and five. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but 522 he, home runs. Yeah. Wow. Is that the record, Tom? He's been an RBI in the major league. Tom, is that the record for the most home runs given up by a pitcher? Yes. Yes, it is. Good gracious. The, the secret player I'm going to tell you about is... But he was a lefty, player. right? He was. Yeah. The secret player that we'll talk about is the Atlanta Brave. He's in yeah. second place with 505 home runs. 
I think I know who he is. Okay. Phil Necro. No. Good gracious, I'm not very good at this. Well, okay. Phil, Phil Negro was an Atlanta Brave, so he never beat himself. Oh, okay. I'm confused. Okay. I thought you were saying he played yeah. for the Atlanta Braves. No, no, no. This guy beat the Braves. Oh, the guy who beat the Atlanta. Okay. And Atlanta and Milwaukee. But anyway, ah. um, the 506th home run, which is the record breaker for the most. Mm -hmm. was hit by Vernon Wells out of Toronto. Yeah. But uh, just add to your information about um, But actually, uh, Moyer had like a, only a 4.25 career ERA. I mean, it wasn't that bad considering. No. Um, so I, now I will tell you who I know you're waiting to hear. It's mm, Robin yes. Roberts out of Philadelphia. Robin oh. Roberts. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he gave up 505 career home runs. Wow! Yeah, but he had control. He was the best control. 1.73 watts per nine innings. Hmm. Jeez. Just edging out uh, Maddox, um, kind of thing. And uh, well, Greg Maddox is one of those guys. Of course, he was a Cub, right, Eric? He won the Cy yeah, Young with the, the first, Cubs. Uh, it, Six or seven years of his career, yeah. And then signed with the Braves after he won the Cy Young. Uh, yep. The, 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 maybe one of the best uh, free agent signings in the history of baseball. I, I would say yes. And why did they ever let him go? <laughs> God. Yeah. Along with Glavin and Smoltz, all three of which are now in the, uh, in the Hall of Fame. Indeed. But uh, what a, um, he, the professor, as he was called. Indeed. One of my favorite commercials i think it was a bud light commercial and uh <laughs> it was the do you remember the chicks dig the, chicks long, dig ball? the long ball yes <laughs> yes <laughs> with clavin <laughs> clavin and maddox yeah yes so funny oh my gosh <laughs> late 90s or something yeah yeah yep. that was that was a classic it really was and uh mm. yeah maddox was from las vegas nevada yes he was yeah yes Leslie tells me she went to a party with Greg Maddox when they were in high school. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. <laughs> so, uh, of course, there's Mike, not as famous, but as he's quite a pitching coach. Yeah, he was here in. Oh uh, yeah, he was here in D.C. for a couple of years. He's uh, done well as a pitching coach, um, Milwaukee Brewers and. Yeah, Texas Rangers when they made it to the World Series those couple yeah. of years, he was their pitching coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. interesting that he hasn't got a job uh, shot at, at being a a manager yet. Yeah, because you often wonder maybe he doesn't really want that. Mm -hmm. well, it's, uh, uh -huh. well, what do you think, do Tom? What, what are you drinking tonight, Tom? We didn't ask you of your favorite beverage for the evening. Uh, a Point Special Beer from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. I have to bring them down with me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a local brew, which I grew up on. Um, it's a small. They won a couple um, international um, microbrewery kind of things, and then they start spreading out, but not to Florida yet. I think they made it to Illinois. Point Special. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, mm. it's just... Stevens Point, and then they just called it Point Special, and that was their main, and now they've gone off into all sorts of um, 
flavored beers or whatever, but I'm not into the flavored beer thing. Mm. Right on. But, um, well, fantastic. Well, oh, well, Tom, it's well, great to hear from you. You being a brave fan, I have to ask you one more question. All right. Yeah. In their long time history, and they've mm-hmm. been involved since 1876. Mm-hmm. How many World Series has the Braves franchise been in? Ooh. Been in, not have, one, but actually just been won? in. Okay. Either, wow. either one you want to answer. How many have they won or how many have they been in? Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know much about the Boston Braves, I have to tell you. So well, there's the, probably a good reason for that. <laughs> the the Atlanta Braves only won one World Series, but they b- were in a few. You know, they lost to the Yankees. They lost to the Twins. Um, uh, so I'm, uh, see, so that's three, three they were in. Milwaukee, maybe a couple. I, I'm going with seven, Tom. They won seven? Is that what you're saying? Or they've been in seven? They've been in seven. Um well, that would be true for Milwaukee and Atlanta. Okay. See, I'd like to say, I don't know anything about the, the Boston Braves. Well, they, <laughs> Although I know they had, didn't they have, didn't they have, uh, never mind, go ahead. Actually, yeah. they've won three. They're the only one who have won a World Series in each one of their locations. Yeah. Okay. 1914. Yeah. Well, I thought you might have been to that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 57 with Milwaukee and 95 with Atlanta. And then all told, they've been in 17 World Series. 17, okay. 17, um, 17 and they've won three. That's not a good record. No. <laughs> and well, the great Boston part of it has been since 1900, they were only in two World Series. Oh, bo- okay, so the Boston Braves were in a lot back in the 1800s, huh? Yes. Yeah, they seemed like maybe they were pretty dominant, but they never won it. So uh, they were just in the 14 and then the um, 48 when they played um, Lou Boudreaux and the Cleveland Indians. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Was and, Bob Feller part of that team? Yes. Yeah, Rapid Bob. Yep. Bob, Bob Feller from Iowa. Bob Lemon, I think, won that. They had a lot of good pitchers. Lemon, I think early win might even been on that. Mm. And then Milwaukee made it twice as a Braves, 70, uh, 57 and 78. And then you have your five appearances, you said, in the 90s. So. Yeah. Okay. So I'll leave you that with my uh, Braves information for you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Tom. Yep. Hey, have yep. a good yep. evening. Yep, you too. All right. Okay. Go Badger 1. All right. See ya. Bye. All right. We have, let me, uh, oops. <laughs> My wife and I are uh, doing a handoff. It didn't go so well. There we go. Have we, have we got Rick back in the driver's no, seat? I got yeah, it. No, I got it. Eric's I never turns it over. But, uh, okay. Uh, Eric's doing a great job. I love it. <laughs> the next person on the line is the talented Debbie Hazleton. Good evening, right. Miss Hazleton. Debbie. In, in in college football country in Alabama. Here I am. Let's see. All right. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Debbie. <laughs> you guys are just awesome. I love it when people work hard and then have a great time together just hanging out. That is so cool. Um, so I wanted 
to update, uh, I wanted to give Roger some transitional drinks that, you know, might go from the malt over to, you know, something else. So I, st- I sat here asking my, my Google Home Mini mm-hmm. to be <laughs> <laughs> about certain drinks that have dairy in them. <laughs> so Maybe I, remember, the, uh-huh. I remember being introduced to the Brandy Alexander at a early age. Mm. And then oddly, when I asked the Google Mini, it didn't mention Brandy. Mm. It had uh, cream and cognac and God, what was the other thing? Wasn't hey, there wasn't there something called a a, a a Russian yes. uh, a black Brandy Russian yeah. a, a black Russian or something like that that had uh, oh yeah we had a caller call in yes friend of Coco oh the the white Russian that's one of my favorites yeah that is vodka and Kahlua and cream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we can't forget Bailey's. Now, um, Rachel is probably listening, but Rachel used to come to my house and stay when she was traveling around different parts of Florida. And we would be up having 3 a.m. breakfasts that I would cook. And we would have coffee with Bailey's in it because it has cream in it, you know. <laughs> so, 3 a.m. breakfast, huh? I need my sleep these days. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah. Anyway, pretty funny. Nice. There are your drinks, Roger, with dairy in them now. <laughs> so we could have <laughs> we could have cornhole tournaments with audio description aired on ACB Radio. <laughs> we we could, and it could be done by Roger. Uh, Roger's there pretty talented. And if, yeah. and if we give him a drink or two, he gets even more interesting and entertaining. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's great to hear from you, Debbie. Oh, I think we never it's talk. Great to- I know. <laughs> well, you know, at least it's in a moment where we're not working, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is sounding awesome on the air because Rick instigated several of, of us. It, it didn't, you know, he didn't try to, but he, he told Jeff, Jeff wanted about some equipment. So now all of us are getting this cool equipment and all working on, on setups. And now we're sounding better than ever on the air. So um, I, I apologize, Debbie. I'm back. I had to go see a man about a Moscow mule, but I'm back. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you sound awesome, Dan, and you are great at, at, interviewing people and listening to your guests i must say you really are you so what so uh, in case eric so what are you drinking this evening uh miss hazel oh i just had i had my my same ginger tea but i was giving an interesting story about drinks that roger could have that have dairy in them yes i heard that that? yeah no i I heard part of that yes yes Yeah. yeah so you know, I have to wait till we're in another in-person convention and then. But you know. I got to tell you, I don't know if I've ever heard of a drink with Jack Daniels and dairy. It's no, so God, he has one of those. Let me know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, being, being from Iowa, it seems like dairy should be willing to be fed in there somewhere. You know, we'll, we'll see I, if Roger has any. Uh, I suppose so. Any, uh, any solutions. <laughs> yes. Roger, Roger's um, interest in the brown liquor has been recent. 
Um, mm. But uh, at any rate. Oh, he's a star. Oh, who cares? He's my dad. Uh, he right. drank beer for a long <laughs> He still does, and he loves his wine. They, <laughs> wow. they collect wine. So, mm. but yeah. I love it. I love it. I love the, I love the humor and the hard work, and they go together well. It's now, great. now, Debbie, are you uh, much of a sports fan at all, or are you? Um... You know, I am. It depends on who's around and what's happening. I can get into it and and really get into the energy of cheering and all that, mm-hmm. and that's the fun part. I mean, I I used to follow some of it more than I than I do now. So you like going to a live event and kind of being part of the participatory theater kind of part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, I like sitting in front of the TV and eating and laughing and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting all into the excitement of it. I like that, too. And I also like sleeping through some of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you can take a great nap through a golf game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and my wife, Leslie, will tell you she she likes live baseball, but – but watching baseball on TV, she said, is very, it, it, it has the ability oh, to be very It's coma-inducing. Yes, it, it really is, you know. <laughs> well, you know, and then the great thing about baseball, you can fall asleep for three or four innings, and it's not so bad. You wake up and catch the last, uh, you know, the eighth and ninth, you feel like you've uh, enjoyed the game. Yeah, yeah n- nothing's really happened most of the time, so. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the daytime soaps. I can't believe that they got me hooked here, the people I live with, they got me hooked on the young and the restless now i Mm. used to be like oh no no no! i don't want any of that and you know many years ago i used to watch general hospital with my mom and all my children i I don't watch it anymore but sunny carrados is so cool well you know victor's vasectomy did not hold so i you know that that was just so you know (laughs) never good when that never never good you know it was quite a surprise yes Oh, I got caught up in it, and now they're all, they've all been away Victor, from it. Victor Newman. I'm like, That's right. where are they? <laughs> Who would have and thought you know, that the word vasectomy would ever get brought up during a sports show? Anyway, <laughs> idiomatic well, you know, came up earlier as well. There you go. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> and Anthony Corona does a, does, is part of a podcast that he does with some other people all about the soaps. So oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh I'll, yeah. have to, I'll have to let Leslie know about that. She loves mm-hmm. General Hospital. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I got way, way, way behind on that. I mean, I have no idea who all those characters are anymore. Well, they're, they're, they're done. They, they have no more <laughs> new episodes until after the coronavirus. They're, 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 That's they're done. That's for sure. But, well, Debbie, yeah. thank you for talking sports. Yeah. This has been very exciting. Hey. Yeah. You guys are fun. You guys are fun. I'll see you both soon at meetings and all that good stuff. Indeed. So, all right. <laughs> have, have, have a, a good, good evening. evening. All right. You Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. So, Mr. Spoon? Yes, sir. The next sir. person that's going to be on the line here? Yes. Is somebody that you know very well, and I know oh. her, her phone number. I believe okay. it's Leslie Spoon. Leslie, Leslie Spoon. She's probably going to update us on Hello. General Hospital. Yes. Hello, hey. Hey. hey! No, I'm going to talk sports. Oh, not soap opera, but sports? Okay. Well, that was near and dear to my heart, but General Hospital is over now. So, uh-huh. it's now Dude, re-run. I'm a big Sonny Corinthos fan. Oh, I'd love to great. meet Maurice Bernard. Oh, I would love to, too. He's awesome. So, yeah, for different reasons, I bet. Yeah. I know, yes. <laughs> um, 
So I'm excited about NASCAR. That's very exciting, guys, and thank you for doing the show. So um, I wanted to tell you guys something cool they're going to do tomorrow. I don't know if you heard this. Um, they're going to um, put the veterans' names on some of the cars. Jimmy Johnson was being interviewed earlier, I saw, and he's putting um, one of somebody that lived here in Orlando his name on their car on his car tomorrow. So I thought that was pretty cool for Veterans Day for Memorial Day. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that. Yeah, I, I forget so. the gentleman's name, but he was a uh, um, he was killed Purple? in an IED yeah. Uh, yeah in Iraq, and he's going to be uh, on Jimmy Johnson's car, which is really uh, it, yeah. They had an interview with his dad, which was really good. It was very emotional. That's yeah, very cool. And I do have to tell you, Eric, I did go to a party with Greg Maddox. It is true. <laughs> wow. So he he strikes me as a nerd. Is uh, I mean I gotta tell you he see. was really hot. He was very hot. I had good vision then and he was very hot. <laughs> and we were at the same party. Dan does not believe me, but he went to school the same year same time I did. Not the same school, but rivalry schools when I was in Vegas and, and I went to a party with him. Mm. Wow. But Dan does not believe me to this day, so but <laughs> Very hot. He played. He played baseball for Valley High School, um, which was a rivalry to my high school with Chaparral. So um, he was good. You know, we would go watch him. My girlfriends and I. So mm, awesome. All right. Yeah, and then we went to a party. So I am ready for football, though. I am so ready for pro football. I want to see Brady. I want to see everybody play. So I am a big football fan. Unlike my husband in this family, he's mm. more college. I'm more pro. I do love my college football. I got to yeah. tell you, but I, I I don't have anything against pro football. But my my true heart is with college college football and major league baseball are my two biggest loves. Yeah, yeah, pro. I like pro, and I got to yeah. tell my mom Eric about the table tennis. She'll like that because she's jonesing for her gambling. So <laughs> yeah, my man, that's. Throws- that is deep. That's like the root of the wisdom tooth, like of all parlays. Like, yeah, oh that Lord. is. I want yeah. to tell her because she's jonesing to go to Arizona because Arizona has opened their casinos. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, my mom's 88 and she loves to gamble. You know, we grew up in Vegas and she's lived there all her life. So, um, you know, it's like, well, let's go to Arizona. She keeps telling my niece, let's go to Arizona. We'll go gambling. So she's jonesing. Leslie, could, next time you talk to your mom, could you ask her if there's going to be any bets on the the, <laughs> the cornhole championships, which are going to be in Vegas next week? Yeah, okay. I'll ask her. Yeah. Maybe she could put some money on, on it for Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a there's an opportunity <laughs> there. Yeah. We'll put some money on it for Roger for you, Eric. I'll ask <laughs> that her. That sounds good. My mom, I love my that. Mom, She's a betting mom, you know. She's she's our bookie, so you know. She's a yeah. betting mom. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> we but love her, guys. Yeah, we do. Thanks, guys, for doing these shows. I appreciate it. So I hope we get our sports back soon. Me too. Thank you, Leslie. Bye. Right. See you guys. Have a good night. Bye. Okay. I can say I love you and be be in safe shape there. All right, Mr. Spoon. I don't think I see any other hands raised. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. All right. Is is Rick oh, still no, with us? No, there's one more. Okay. We've got another raised hand. Hold on a second. Eric's done a great mm-hmm. job. I know Karen Campbell had been on earlier, but I'm sitting here looking up to see if there's any dairy drinks made with Jack Daniels, but I've struck out. So. No dairy drinks with Jack Daniels? No. I was hoping to so, find one. 
I, I think we'll uh, probably end the evening with another loved one. Oh, okay. Maybe Rebecca's on from the my call. end. Yeah, Miss Rebecca. Good evening. Hello. Hey. I, hey, I just, Rebecca. I just wanted. I just wanted to make you work a little bit, so I raised my hand. Yeah, um, you're such a little person. <laughs> <laughs> you did it right. No, but you I- know, I I always follow Leslie, and I have to say, Leslie, you're a hard act to follow. You're you're a lot of fun. I I want to know if you were supposed to be at that party, and if you were. I mean, that's a, you went to a party in high school. I don't know. Is that like okay or I don't know. maybe everything happens? You know what happens in Vegas? I you're guess. saying that no? like untoward. It was untoward. <laughs> Hey, I don't Re- know. Rebecca, you got a new word. Rebecca, yeah. you and Leslie will have to go yeah. out some evening when we yeah. actually have a uh, a, a yeah. live convention again mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm, share stories because uh, I'm I'm looking I'm looking for the dirt. I never I uh-huh. did uh, I did hang out with some football players in my day uh, uh-huh. who ended up going pro, but I I did not. I mean, Greg Maddox, that's pretty mm. pretty good. So oh, uh, yeah. So she's got another story, Rebecca, where she, you know, of course, this is Vegas, right? So she went to uh, Siegfried's 40th birthday party with Siegfried and Roy. Oh, my gosh. When she was like 21. And she tells this story about they put her up on top of this elephant. So here she is with really bad vision and she's on top of an elephant which you don't think of as being that tall but apparently when that elephant stands up it's like 12 feet in the air and oh, you Lord. are not feeling real comfortable and Ooh. it's like well how do you get down from the elephant apparently you well, slide down course. its trunk yeah of course humans are meant to be on an elephant no, no doubt mean, about it so yeah, yeah. so so yeah. she she'll have to tell I, you the, the story only... of being about being at Siegfried's 40th birthday party <laughs> Well, the only equivalent I have to that is uh, the um, was it the mechanical bull or whatever. Oh yes, <laughs> oh, good lord! Oh well, tell us about the about mechanical that. bull. Did, 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 did it have also, a name? That was a, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was twenty-one as well. Yes, yes, yes. It's amazing what you do at the age of twenty-one, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Didn't we lose <laughs> Roy Horn in the last week? Yes, Roy, Roy just pa- Roy just passed away. Yes, yes. Yeah. That brought back these memories. I heard this story just last weekend. Yeah. Yes, but a mechanical bull, I'm very curious. So was this at like a disco t- a tech or a, a country uh, bar? No, this was, this was at a, a party. <laughs> a different oh, you went to a party. party that had a me- 